You are the salt of the earth. Do you ever have a song get stuck in your head and you can't get it out? The past couple of weeks, I've had a Rolling Stones song in my head. It's called Salt of the Earth. Let's drink to the hardworking people. Let's drink to the lowly of birth. Say a prayer for the wavering millions. Let's drink to the salt of the earth. It's from a 1968 Stones album called Beggar's Banquet. 1968 was a turbulent year. Martin Luther King was assassinated. So was Robert Kennedy a few weeks later. There were riots in American cities and violence at the Democratic Convention later in the summer. There were also riots in Paris, a Russian invasion of Czechoslovakia, and protests against the Vietnam War. Thematically, Beggar's Banquet is as close to a concept album as the Stones ever released. It came out with a folded cover. The front was an engraved invitation in elegant script, Beggar's Banquet, RSVP. (laughs) But when you opened the album, there was a picture of the stones dressed as medieval peasants in a riotous orgy around a castle table. Clearly, the peasants had stormed the castle and were enjoying the fruit of their, the spoils of their master's table in a scene of debauchery and anarchy. The song and the phrase, salt of the earth, are of course taken from the portion of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount that we heard this morning. The song, salt of the earth, popped into my head during the sentencing hearing for the man who had pepper-sprayed Brian Sicknick on January 6th. His longtime partner and his mother made impact, victim impact statements, and the hearing was attended by over 60 members of the Capitol Police in dress blues. And I heard the lines, Say a prayer for the common foot soldier. Spare a thought for his back-breaking work. Say a prayer for his wife and his children who burn the fires and who still till the earth. And I thought, they are the salt of the earth, the thin blue line that keeps us safe, defends our liberty, and pushes back against the forces of chaos and anarchy. And it is this, our allegiance to a republic with liberty and justice for all and the peaceful transfer of power that makes us a miracle. As Ronald Reagan said in the words also from this morning's gospel, a city upon a hill, a light to those in darkness whether to dissidents in Russian prisons or to women in the streets of Tehran.
But Jesus' teaching does more than confer status or commend homespun virtue. It comes with a warning. If salt loses its taste, it's no longer good for anything but is thrown out and trampled underfoot. And sadly, we've seen that too in the video of the Memphis police beating Tyree Nichols when those who should protect and serve instead become agents of oppression and anarchy. But of course, Jesus is not speaking to policemen or even presidents, but to those who came to the mountain to hear him and to his disciples who would follow him and to us who have come to hear, as we heard last week, words of blessing and comfort. To us, in our poverty of spirit, in our mourning, in our meekness, we are, as we are merciful and as we hunger and thirst after righteousness. It is we who are the salt of the earth. It is we who are a city built upon a hill. It is we who must hear the words of warning and take care not to lose our taste or hide our light under a basket. For Jesus is not speaking to any nation or of any nation but of the kingdom of heaven. He is speaking to us who pray, thy kingdom come. For us, the bottom line is this. Unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. How can this be? What is the righteousness that exceeds that of the scribes and the Pharisees? Are we to have more rules than they have? Are we to be stricter than they are in our punishment of infractions? Are we to be a Christian Taliban? Or must we have a morality police like those who killed the young woman, Masha Amini, in Tehran? No. We heard last week what the Lord requires. To do justice, to love kindness, to walk humbly with your God. And today we are told, this is the fast that I choose. To loose the bonds of injustice, to undo the thongs of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free and to break every yoke, to share your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into your house. These are the good works which we must not hide under a basket but shine before others. For as we sang in the psalm today, light shines in the darkness for the upright 
The righteous are merciful and full of compassion. This is our salt. This is our light. Works of mercy and compassion will not save us, but they show that we are saved from the bondage of our sins, from the sinfulness and cruelty of the world, from the forces of oppression and anarchy. And that's why last Monday's annual meeting was truly a Christian celebration. You know, I'm mostly retired. (laughs) I joke sometimes that I parachute in on Sundays and Tuesdays from Cape Coral. So much of your life is hidden from my view, and I can only glimpse it at staff meetings or at the annual meeting. So do not be embarrassed by what I am about to say. Today I speak as one slightly apart from you, as one speaking on your behalf. You're not boasting. I'm merely bearing witness. To be sure, it's a cause of celebration that you are here after the pandemic lockdown, after the damage of Ian. As Keith Richards says, good to be here, good to be anywhere. (laughs) But you have done more than weather the storm. You have done more than survive more than perpetuate yourselves. In spite of having to reconstruct your buildings and rebuild your organ, you have given $450,000 in outreach to the community. You have shared your bread with the hungry and built houses for the homeless. You have given shelter to battered women and hope to children in Africa. The community looks to you as a source of light, of beauty and music, of mercy and compassion, as a city built upon a hill. And that's why Jesus' words today, you are the salt of the earth, are words of encouragement to us and a continuation of his words of blessing and comfort that we heard last week. It's why Father Edward's exhortation last Sunday to us to cultivate our poverty of spirit was not a burden imposed, but a path of blessing toward a righteousness that exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees. And it's why we can pray to God, as we did today, to give us the liberty of that abundant life which you have made known to us in Jesus Christ. So continue to let your light so shine before others that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. You are the salt of the earth. (laughs) 